Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Emily, and I'm so happy that you're here today. And this episode was so fun to record with our guest today. And we really just dive into all things quantum healing, spiritual healing, inner child healing, and she brings this background in psychology and um, and psychotherapy to connect with the healing, with the spiritual healing. And my guest today is Casey Stevens. She is clinically trained and mystically guided, which I think is the perfect description um, for Casey. And she is a licensed psychotherapist, a master certified consciousness coach, and a certified clinical hypnotherapist. And beyond that, her intuition and healing abilities allow her to feel clients' unique energy patterns, adapting tools and techniques to support optimal organization for the precise needs of each soul. And Casey really bridges the worlds of science and spirituality in the realm of human behavior and consciousness. And Casey's vision for transformation and expansion guides luminous divine intelligence and the pathway to wholeness. Through her holistic and clinical interdisciplinary approach, Casey works to guide clients toward cultivating a deep connection with their sacred inner wisdom so they may lead an awakened, meaningful life. And you can find out more about Casey at her website, shrinkbigger.com, her Instagram of the same name. And she talks a bit about the story behind the name of her practice, Shrink Bigger. I know you're going to love this episode as much as I did. We really intuitively flowed back and forth so beautifully. And this episode is actually the last episode of season four of the podcast. So celebrating that and I'm excited to take a little break for the rest of the year, starting the end of the year and the new year, a new season, season five, and really being intentional about what content I'm going to bring for you and do some series on specific topics. And so if you'd like to hear about any specific topics, maybe it's career or life transition or self-worth, let me know, send me a message on my Instagram guide to wholeness, and I will be sure to take that into account. I'm definitely leaning towards a focus on purpose and how to step forward powerfully into your purpose and how your purpose is not just related to your career or the work that you do, your business, and how it can be yeah, really rewarding to recognize your purpose beyond that. And also tap into what lights you up, what fulfills you. I think from speaking to so many women in my practice and even my personal life and my family and my colleagues, um, we all seem to want that, that creative, fulfilled purpose and just be able to be lit up by what we do, be able to serve in that way. And there's a lot of things in the way of that. So that's the work that I am so passionate about doing. And I really see this as a way that when we step into our purpose, it is stepping into our power and our full 
possibility, our full potential, and really self-actualizing. So that's a sneak peek of the next season. And I will say I'm already recording some episodes that are in this direction of really, yeah, seeking to find that path of purpose and fulfillment. So I'm really excited. And I also have my course, my new online course, Embodied Manifestation. It's really embodied visioning, bringing your big vision to life and doing that through the embodiment of it versus chasing, you know, making your to-do list of everything you need to do and then running up against those blocks of like, why can't you have this in your life? And your life is really a reflection of what are you allowing to happen? And that's what your feminine energy is about, being willing to receive, being open to receive, trusting in your unique and natural magnetism, the energy you emit that attracts things to you, that attracts opportunities, and tapping into that energy versus the struggling, trying to make things happen and hustling and just feeling like you're doing all the right things, but it's not showing up. This helps you have the same results with less amount of work, really by tapping into your energy versus the doing. So the course goes live in August and you can get on the wait list to be the first to know about the early um, bird bonuses and I'm really excited for you to experience this online course. All right, so let's get into this episode. Welcome to the podcast, Casey. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, darling. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very excited to chat with you. And before we dive in, I'd love to know for myself and for my listeners, so we can really ground in, how were you led to this work, to uh, psycho-spiritual work? And I'd love to hear a bit about your journey that made you realize this was your purpose and this was your path. Yeah, it's um, probably like many of us who end up getting into the work is we've had some, you know, personal crises or dark night of the soul, right, that we go through where we really um, have to find our center and discover our own spiritual self and do our own inner work and healing um and then recognize you know there's so many ways to heal uh but we recognize at a certain point um what uh really resonates and what seems to be the most valuable and so that's certainly no different for me um i definitely had a season in my life that was just really uh, challenging um forced me like there was no other choice but to go inward and um, I, I guess I, you know, I probably could have just, you know, been victimized by all of that, but to me, there was no other choice than to really spend the time to dive inward, to take the time to, um, just be in solitude and seek out healing and, um, discover who I really was. And so that's, you know, way more than a decade ago that all of that happened. Um, and so I did that and I just spent a really long, and it was just the most, like I coveted, I really, um, my life 
life didn't look, it kind of went from, you know, looking a certain way to like, this was really what my life was about, um, in a really concentrated, um, a deep, you know, uh, there was a real depth to it, um, for a long time. And so just exploring my own kind of, uh, self and struggles and challenges that probably had been there. Um, certainly some of them arose, but just our own woundedness that we really get intimate with that. And, um, that's certainly what I did and what I was so fortunate, even though I don't, you know, I think there are any coincidences about it is the particular healer and therapist that I found to work with at that time happened to be, um, somebody who she was clinically trained like I am. And she also operated, she had all of these magical mystical gifts. And so I really noticed how much I love the combination of both. And it just really resonated with me. And I really think that we all hold our own magic. And so, you know, there can, you know, be some commonalities or something can resonate. I'm still never not fascinated when I meet new souls and clients or whoever it is, right. That just have their own gifts. And I'm so curious to figure out how all of those work, but then also how do you take any, um, just traditional system that might be from Eastern or Western or whatever that is. And how do you then put your own flavor into it and make it unique and special because of that. And so that's something I'm particularly fascinated by, but needless to say, she was just this wonderful, you know, presence in my life that I just, I mean, it was like, I saw her often. I, you know, saw her consistently for a really long time. And it just becomes this really inspirational relationship where, um, I, yeah, just got to know who I was. And, and I emerged from that process really, um, really clear that I wanted to do what she did, but I wanted to do it in my own way. And I just had a like laser, focus around all of that. Um, once that happened. And so I kind of went to work immediately after I kind of had the awareness, the awakening around even that, that I wanted to help people do this. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do it in kind of this mystical, magical way, in addition to kind of having some groundedness to it. Right. Um, as in like the, the, um, traditional psychology training, which I did, um, cause I have both definitely both sides to my brain. I can have a really strong left brain, a really strong right brain. And I, so I like to analyze and understand human behaviors and patterns and all of those things. And I think some of, you know, the way that we connect with the world is there is just kind of like, um, an ephemeral quality to that, that is really magical. Um, and that you can't quite put your finger on, or you can't completely analyze it, or it just is, it's kind of the, the part of our knowing being that we connect to. So anyway, when I uh, emerged from that time, um, I just was very steadfast and I was like, okay, well, here's all the things I need to do. I need to get credentials and all these things. I'm going back to school. I'm like, you know, doing that. I also want to do all these trainings in addition to just the um, traditional work that I did right in the psychology field. Um, so I just was really clear that I wanted to not just operate from what I knew and my own intuition, but I wanted to strengthen that. I wanted to learn about lots of different ancient traditions, um, and philosophies and, uh, Eastern philosophies that were more holistic by nature, because I tend to be more holistic. So I think there's always, you know, a way that we can resolve those things organically, um, typically. So so that's yeah. how I, that's how I got into it. So it was just like very, um, you know, that's how it unfolded. And I think, you know, I've definitely noticed I've been doing this, um, been in practice for over a decade and I, 
um, just notice how much uh, it even evolves, right? I mean, even in that time when I first started, I, you know, probably uh, had more tendencies that were just like aligned with what the traditional format was. And now I operate in this way um, where I'm just willing to kind of let it all hang out there. So. Yeah, so much goodness there. And I think it's really necessary to bridge these worlds of traditional psychology and healing because they only complement each other. They work better together. And I find that one without the other is like you're missing a piece that's so key to your healing. Yeah. What you were sharing about the um, the path to healing is really about discovering your gifts and your wholeness. And I think that's really helpful because a lot of people, I think, can view and myself in the past healing as this endless self-improvement project that like you have to work on something else that comes up and another wound. And it's really empowering to look at it as like, okay, what are the blocks in the way of my gifts and me showing up fully? And I know from researching you and looking at your website that you've done so many trainings in in both worlds, you know, in the traditional um, clinical space and in the holistic healing. And I'd love for you to talk a bit about shadow work because I know that is a big part of healing. And is there any practice that would be helpful for my listener to understand a bit about shadow and how that can show up and what you have used to heal it, what you work on with clients to heal? Yeah, well, I mean, there's so much that can be said about that, but I personally believe that there is shadow and light in all of us, right? And if I were to distill it down and really simplify it, because, um, you know, again, it can be quite complex and it can look like so many different things. But I think when we come to a place to really heal, what healing is, is is not necessarily getting rid of the shadow, right? But it's acknowledging the shadow, accepting and loving the shadow parts. So imagine anything that feels shadow, that feels dark or heavy or more dense inside of us. And we all have those parts or we can witness that in the world around us, right? And it's even our ability, not only to do it for ourselves because that's you know important, but when we have that ability to do it for ourselves, then we can also have compassion and see others doing it right so it it helps to kind of heal i think the whole planet right really when we we do that work which is really accepting that you know none of it's really personal we all have these parts healing that i think really looks like inviting that shadow part um that's just a part i mean it's just an aspect right that we carry that usually i think uh, surfaces, I think, you know, we are come with like a pure essence. I really believe that even if we have contracts and ways that, um, you know, we, we also come in like wanting to learn lessons in this life, I believe um, it, that through time, what happens is we absorb, we adapt, we try to adapt when things are not serving us. Um, and this is even from a really, really young developmental age. I mean, like from the beginning is usually when all of this is anchored in. And so we try to adapt to get our needs met, healthy needs that we have. We try to adapt to get them met. And if it's not working this way, well, then we'll take on this strategy or take on. And this is all kind of really precognitive. It's just a strategy that we do to try to, you know, feel whole to have our needs met. And so um, we take on adaptive strategies, which typically will have a shadow aspect. And um, 
you know, beyond that, right, then what is adaptive in one moment becomes habitual and becomes maladaptive, right? And so it's really recognizing that these shadow aspects aren't things to shame or blame in ourselves or in others. It's really how do we welcome them and understand what the origin point of them was, um, be with them wholly so that we can really understand and have compassion and accept what those parts are. And I think we are healed and we are whole when we can really incorporate all of these fragmented parts that we have um, into our whole being and just understand with love and compassion, like, oh yeah, you know, like that's what was going on there. Um, that's what, you know, this part is trying to do. That's what this protective part, right, is surfacing to um, establish. And so kind of to distill it down in, in simplest terms, that's how I, how I view it. Um, not that I invented it. Right. But it, it then really, the work is going, I would say just going back and sitting, you know, it can be a lot of inner child work. It can be, um, going back and really greeting and welcoming, um, without, if there's any shaming or blaming that's going on of these parts, there's any, um, dis dislike or distrust or whatever that is that we are doing to our own shadow parts, then, we can't, we are not in the frequency to heal them. So the frequency to heal them is to really sit with compassion and love and understanding and curiosity is even a good um, word for it. It's like, hmm, what, what is that about? Hey, I do this thing that I don't really like, or I have this negative habit or this dark part of me or this part of myself that I don't really like. And so get really curious about um, or that maybe even other people don't like, right. If we're not in tune with that ourselves, if we're not self-reflecting. And so instead of being defensive or upset about that, if we're getting feedback from others, or if there's a consistent theme that we're noticing in our life, um, that seems problematic or is, is blocking us or is, um, getting in the way, then I would say, really be curious about it. Say, Hmm, what, what's going on there? What's being triggered? What is it that I need to understand about that part? Was it trying to tell me, um, what was it originally trying to help me with? And now it's become this maladaptive strategy. And so then we can have a lot more compassion um, and understanding and love for ourselves and those parts. And then we can extend that once we've we've done that for ourselves and know how to do it. Um, we can extend that uh, grace and um, generosity of spirit to others. So when we see them stuck in, and that's just giving people the dignity of their own process, I believe. I love that. Yeah, I love that so, so much so many things there because yeah it's at one point it really was a behavior designed to help us and I think it's really important to understand that because we can have compassion for ourselves like we had this way of being that we did to survive and now it's not helping and I think that's the biggest way that you know in my own life um, mm -hmm. that I've seen that shadow can come up in patterns like that and I think that owning it gives us power versus having the shadow have power over us or right. not having the awareness of it. It's operating in the shadows and that's almost worse. So it's, yeah, I love that having the awareness and the more that we can accept our shadow and nurture it and give it compassion, we can release it and honor the shadow and others, because I think that's a a big part of noticing our shadow, like you said, is seeing, oh, what is someone else's behavior that really bothers me? And then kind of like looking within of why does that bother me so much? Or why is that so triggering? And you can start to see maybe why the, the shadow relates to you. 
Um, but I, I know from your website, you said something about um, this wounded healer part of yourself that I really relate to as well. And up until recently, it was something that I healed was, you know, trying to be that healing force for someone else to reclaim their lost parts. Can you touch a bit on that for my listener? Sure. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think we all, until we really do the inner work, um, and I tend to attract, I'm sure you do too. I think healers have an essence, a true quality, which again is just a shadow part. So we can be helpers, but really kind of, if we look at the drama triangle, which is a, one of my favorite references, um, to be the rescuer, helper, fixer, hero in that dynamic is we all have like a natural essence if we are healers. And that's kind of the corner of the drama triangle that we go to, um, where we can either do that in a healthy way, or we can do it, you know, in, a, in an exalted, um, embodied way, right. Which would be the embodied healer, or we can do it as the wounded healer, meaning we want to help. We want to, you know, make a difference. And usually that comes out of, if you've done any, um, you know, studying of the psychology of it. It usually is that we've experienced some pain in our life. And, and I mean, your listeners or whoever, I'm sure you know all of this, of course, but um, it's, we've had some experience in our life. And the meaning that we took away from that is I don't want anyone to experience that pain like I did. And so let me go you know, help them, even though they're not necessarily asking or consenting, or it's not necessarily what's best for them. So to me, that's the wounded healer. We're trying to exert our efforts um, covertly onto the people around us. And again, this is where I always talk about intention. Like our intention can be well-meaning, but it's actually very displaced because we're not embodied in our healing. We don't know how to really be a healer because we're not asking for consent or permission, or we're still driving based on our own agenda rather than on what is best for that soul or their timeline. Um, there's so much about it, right? So I think it's really this embodied healer. Um, we shift from the wounded healer where we're trying to help, but um, really it's like we're kind of without a, a map or a compass. And so our our efforts are typically going to be misguided or truthfully, they're going to be selfish or self-serving because we're doing it like I need to feel, I need you to be better in this moment. If you're upset, well, I need to calm you down or try to fix it or micromanage or whatever I do so that I'll feel better. And really when we get to the exalted version of that, to the embodied healer, we don't need that. I don't need you to be okay so that I'm okay. Um, I'm going to be okay regardless, but I do want you to be okay. And so what would be, um, guidance or help or a container that I can create for you? And are you open for, to that? Right. Um, are you interested in that? Are you participating equally? Is there an even energy exchange in that? And so, you know, that can happen just in our regular lives. We can, we do it in our family dynamics, our relationships or whatever that looks like all the time. Um, and so that's kind of like the everyday and I have that, but then there's also when we show up and we actually are practitioners of healing. And so we also have to make sure we're not working hard 
smarter than our clients, our patients are. We have to um, make sure that we're not seeing like, you know, I'll meet with people all the time and I can see clearly what the path to healing would be, but they have to allow that to unfold in their own timing. I can't force my will or my, my knowledge or my intuition onto the situation. They really um, need to, I want people to receive that information for themselves. And I just want to create a container so that they can receive it um, and facilitate that, right? Because in that way, they, they are empowered. So when we get empowered and when we show up and try to be useful, helpful to others, um, and they are, you know, again, in consent and agreement with that, well, then the means through which I believe that happens is they're healing themselves. Like we are, when we are empowered, our job is to really help to empower other people so that they can facilitate their own healing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I resonate so much with that. And I think I love that term, the embodied healer, because it's like you said, otherwise you're not conscious that you're in that rescuing mode, saving mode. And it sounds like even what you were saying that this pattern can show up from the role you played in the family or, you know, family of origin. And if you're not embodied and feeling safe within yourself and secure and solid, that you will almost be in this codependent dynamic with who you're helping because they have to be okay for you to feel worthy. And, and also that you try to control outcomes. And so I love to hear from your perspective of um, when did you know, or were there certain trainings or tools that you learned about or took that helped you step into this role of embodied healer? Gosh, I wouldn't, I would be remiss if I tried to say, Hey, it was just this one thing. I think it's a process, right? Of um, I always believe that kind of this like equation to healing um, and to our wholeness really is begins with awareness. So we have to be self-aware in order to even let anything in. And so, you know, we don't know what we don't know um, until we know it. So it's always awareness first. And so I would just say, that's what I love too, just about, you know, um, gathering information, sharing information, all of that. Like to me, it's super important to have that as a baseline so that it's like, okay. Um, and so then how do you take that knowledge and convert it into wisdom. And I think that is an experiential process. So I am sure I could credit lots of people that have been healers or trainers in my life um, for giving me pieces of that. But ultimately, I think how we have that is when we integrate into ourselves um, which happens over time. It's not like, okay, I know it now. And so it is true. Well, it becomes wisdom when we trust that that now is who we are, when we have consistently, um, demonstrated actions and choices and embodiment that's aligned with what it is that we now know. And, and that is how we are congruent with ourselves. Um, and so it's, you know, there's not any one training again, I go back, um, which is just, you know, if, if you've been to a therapist or you could read books about the drama triangle, I think it's a really like simple way to understand the energetics and just how all of those dynamics exist in all of us, but also, um, invariably in the world around us and our family of origin. And then how we repeat that until again, we get conscious of it, like capital C conscious. And then we say, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. And so every moment 
um, we're given an opportunity to either do it in the shadow aspect or do it in the light quality. And so that's really when we become embodied, which isn't just, it's like, and, and I do believe this about wholeness too, right? I mean, and you know about all about wholeness, right? I don't need to tell you, but, um, but it really is. So we do that and we do it well and we do it in the light quality, right? And we acknowledge what the shadow is and we let in this wisdom in that moment. And then we are whole in that moment. And then the next opportunity is going to come along. It could be 10 minutes later, or two seconds later, 10 days later, or whatever it is, um, where we're given the same opportunity. And now somehow, uh, you know, we get to choose, do I hold on? Do I retain this wholeness or do I slip back into this fragmented self? And so I think when we consistently make those choices again and again and again, and any of us, I mean, myself included, right? Like I can still ha have those opportunities. It's not like we ever fully arrive there. It's the choice I believe that we consciously make to come back to that place and to know what it is to live in that space of wholeness again and again and again. And we recognize what, um, what that, that wholeness feels like. And so we choose it because ultimately it's congruence. I think we like healing really is about kind of like recognizing what the wholeness is, I think, and the opportunity that, and the choice that we have to, to remain in that state or to, um, make that choice, right. When given the opportunity that we could do this thing, um, but I'm going to do the congruent thing. I'm going to stay aligned with, with my higher self. And I guess what I'm saying is we can slip out of that. The opportunity is there that we can slip mm -hmm. out of it, right. We'll be tested and challenged, but the yeah. more, whole we are, the more we can really stay in that qual in that light quality, right. Um, in that essence of who we are. So I think it, um, I guess that's my perception of it, right. Is it's just like this, it's again, this ephemeral kind of, uh, elusive thing that we just choose again and again and again and again. And hopefully we're choosing from a place of consciousness, right. Where we're really clear. Well, what is, true for me? What is my truth? What is my wholeness really look like? And so when we're clear about what that is, um, then it's easier to make the choices that align with that so that we can stay in that state where we're centered, where we're balanced, where we're whole, where we feel aligned. And, Absolutely. and that opportunity will exist for the rest of our life. We can either do that or not. And I think, you know, the more we lean into that, the easier it is to do. Absolutely. Well, you know, I really align with this view of wholeness and how that's our natural state of being and like you said we have choices that bring us closer to wholeness or bring us backwards on the path and I completely agree that I think what you're saying is that we have a choice in the matter it's not this automatic behavior which in the past it's like if you're not aware of the patterns, that's the automatic response to something but here it's like stepping back and it's like is this aligned with who I am in this moment, who I want to be and who the path that I'm on in my values. And it does feel, I love what you said when you're, when you have this wisdom comes from trusting yourself and repeating the choices and being consistent. And then it does become almost second nature. Like then, you know, pretty clearly what's for you, what's not, you know, it's not, I think when you're building that muscle, it's kind of unclear. You're like, do I go this way or do I not? But once you continue following and you have this awareness, then it does become 
really clear. And I think it's so cool when you look back and you just see, wow, I used to think this behavior, maybe someone in your life around you would be okay. And now due to this healing, I see that I deserve so much better or that this just isn't aligned with my path. And I think that's the gift of healing um, that offers that to us. Yeah, I can. I mean, really well said. I think it's really looking at what's reflexive, what feels automatic, right? What's habituated in our system, what is um, in, feels like an impulse, right? We'll have an impulse versus kind of um, what is really aligning with our desire, what it is that we slow down and we become aware of. And it can be confusing because you know, our whole personalities, I'll talk to my clients about this a lot, like our personalities and who we think we are until we've really gotten conscious of that and, and done kind of the exploratory inner work is, you know, we don't really know who we are, but like a lot of who we think we are, our personalities are just compensatory strategies that we've just stacked and compounded. And we've come to believe that that's who we are. And we're conveying that as our identity to the world when actually they're, you know, maladaptive strategies, essentially, that are informing who we are. So I think the wholeness and, you know, we, again, as you know, we, I believe we come in with that pure whole essence, and it's really other things start to pile on. So the wholeness, the, uh, the um, truth, the essence is always there. It's really removing what is in the way of us understanding or seeing or knowing that. And it's even when we look at, um, like the wounded healer, right? what to me that tells me, and I tend to attract other people who would be like, say that corner. Um, I love meeting with people because my essence, what it was trying to say, even though not always in a constructive, healthy way is it was trying to say, I really care about people. I want to help them. I care about humanity. I want others to be good and well and happy and healthy and whatever that is like, that is part of the essence. And so how it can express at times or how it gets off track and expresses is when it's in that wounded shadow quality, right? Um, at times, right? And so until we get clear about that and then we can step back and we understand, oh, if I really wanna be who I am and I do truly care about other people and um, and the world and just whatever that is, if I have this loving, compassionate heart, then what is the best expression of that for myself? How can I truly be the embodiment of that loving, compassionate heart in a way that's going to translate to something meaningful or substantive to anyone that I might work with? And that is the journey, right? That again, um, you know, we can you know, it, it's easier to do once we've done it and we've really gotten clear about what that is. Um, but there are always opportunities where, I mean, I can still get it after all this time, right. Where it's like, Oh, wow. I was, you know, maybe, um, trying to, uh, micromanage that, or I gosh, so-and-so in my family was struggling and I really wanted to like force them. It's like, Oh, I just love them so much. I just want to force it to be you know, like, I want to help. I want to push, push my help on that situation. And so, but it's slowing down and catching it in those moments and then really recognizing, ah, is this the most useful way? How could I actually be the embodiment of um, the compassion and the love that I want to send and, and like relative to them. And so again, we get to all these opportunities where we get to, um, I guess, express that in our lives. And so I think that's just how we choose that. And then we can be aware like, oh yeah, that can still come up and, and okay, here's the path that I want to take. That's right. This is what feels best. So. 
Oh my goodness. Yes. It's so, you know, wild when you do a lot of healing and you realize that your personality is actually so different from the one that you think is yours. Like you just said, you know, those behaviors and traits about yourself that you think are you, and they were really just these maladaptive behaviors. I think that was my experience in healing. It was like, wow, like I learned that being shy is really a kind of a trauma response or like wanting to hide and not feeling safe. And it's like, you know, being the person in your family that is dependable or like always accepted. It's it's just like something that you did to survive and how freeing it can be and just so healing when you're on this journey to see that, wow, you have the potential to be someone else completely that you were meant to be. And mm-hmm. so I really like how you, you share that and that also, no matter what, if my listener, even if they're not a healer, it's mm-hmm. also the fact that this is how you show up in relationship with people. Like you so, just the same exact dynamic, right? It's the same dynamic. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, actively kind of holding a container for somebody or not. Um, we do it in our really every, every, I mean, this is, I've also studied in psychology systems, right? Like every yeah. single relationship is a system. We have relationship with the earth, with a higher power, with that person over there, with our mom, with like, like it's a systems on systems on systems that are layered. And so um, it's really kind of understanding that that exists for absolutely every single one of us, right? Like, even if we are shy or reclusive or introvert or whatever, like we have so many relationships and it's really understanding how are we showing up in those relationships? Like what, and that's really what I think spirituality is, 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 uh, it's about relationship, the relationship to you and everything and, and everyone and, and consciousness itself. And so it's really, um, examining that and understanding it clearly where you can remove whatever the barriers or the filters or the residue is that's gotten in the way of you knowing what that is. And I love even bringing up, um, cause there's a time that I probably would have identified with being shy, you know, but, oh gosh, mm-hmm. wow, that's actually a visibility wound or mm-hmm. that's, you know, this way that I've kept myself small or, um, or, you know, with being an introvert or any of those things, it's like really look, standing back and with a bird's eye view, re-examining everything we think we know. Yes. It's, I agree so much with, with everything that you share there. And I'm curious how this plays in. I know you talked a bit about consciousness and how does a quantum field come into your work and into your healing? I'd love for you to touch on it, you know, high level for my listener to get this understanding of, um, I agree, spirituality is really this relationship with ourselves, with the Mm -hmm. earth, with higher power, with people. And we can learn a lot from our relationships with people about ourselves, right? Um, So how does the quantum field play into all this and when we're healing and consciously creating? Yeah, well, so higher level, I would just say it begins with a base understanding and not everybody has to agree, but it happens to be my personal belief, right, that we live in the quantum field, that we are in relationship with the quantum field at all times. And that um, means through all time and space, right? Um, And so it's really understanding then what is the quantum field? I believe it is energy. And so understanding that everything has a frequency, right? And how do we as as humans, how are we receiving and giving out energy 
Um, well, the ways that we do that, right, are sound, light, and, um, and uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, sound, light, and frequency, sorry, um, that we can just experience and feel at all times. And so everything, if you really understand that everything is animate, meaning everything has a consciousness, yeah. um, then we are at this exchange with that. And then you make that even bigger, right? And, it, and it, um, it collapses through all time and space, right? So it's really understanding that um, anything, right? In our past, in our future, in our present, across the world, out into the ethers, uh, right here in front of me, like, everything is energy and there's an energy exchange that's happening. And that energy exchange is influencing that energy is influencing my energy and vice versa or whatever energy. It doesn't even have to be about me. Right. Um, energies, right. Are just, um, colliding They're they're, um, blending and they're, uh, changing based on what those energies are. Those can be thoughts, by the way, those can be emotions, right? Like they're happening inside of us, right. As well as all around us. So it's really understanding and having kind of like that base knowledge of just like, well, what is the quantum? Well, it's physics that's telling you that everything is energy and that everything is communicating through these means, um, that we can receive that energy. Right. Um, what did I say? Light sound and, um, yeah yeah and so um it's really then understanding how to listen to that language how to tune into anything right i mean i can be in my space and i can tune into the consciousness of the space how is everything around me um making me feel and there might be something that makes me feel just a little bit off or oh gosh that thing over there you know was my grandmother's and she gave that to me and so it reminds what is the frequency that I feel about that? And so it's, it, so we can take our attention and this is this beautiful, you know, ability that we have to put our attention on anything. And again, I can put my attention on, you know, the planet Venus and I can be there, you know, in a second, I can feel into the frequency of that. I can put my attention on the Ukraine and I can be there. I can feel, I can influence then if I do that, if I can influence all of the particles that are over there. And if we do that in a way, even if we're concerned, or again, this would be a shadow, um, a wounded healer, right? I could think like, oh gosh, those poor people in Ukraine and, oh, I'm so worried about them. And, oh, I'm so sad. And I'm this, and I'm whatever. Those are denser emotions rather than taking what I have. And we're all powerful in this way. And my ability to say, wow, I have compassion for what's going on there at that place in the world or this place or whatever the circumstances are. And instead of sending a frequency that's a low frequency, what if I use that energy, right? And this is how we can influence anything in our past or present or future, uh, the lives around us. I mean, I always say, um, I'll say this to my mom, you know, she can worry about things like we all can, but, you know, moms have a special... Yeah brand of worrying that there. And I'm like, Hey, you're worried about something. Like, I don't want your worry. Please don't send me that. And I was actually just, you know, with her for several days. And, and I said, here, use this, right? Like if this is something that you are worried about for anything, this is a far more powerful way that you can, you know, send out this prayer or this meditation or whatever, or send your energy, right. Your consciousness, and influence this thing. And, and she did. And she's like, Oh, this is amazing. Like, wow, I have results about this, this, and that, you know, it's like, 
And they're like, yeah, that's exactly how it can be. So if we send higher frequency emotions, grat- you know, you, you all know what they are, right? Like love, gratitude, um, appreciation, you know, just think of whatever the high um, vibration emotions are uh, or thoughts or whatever it is, then we can influence those things. And, you know, what a difference would this world you know, what, what a difference would it make in this world if we were operating in that way? And so it can look like a lot of different things, right? Um, when you're going in and doing the healing with somebody, like you're creating a container and then you're finding, I think we're looking for what is shadow here. What is a woundedness that's emerging? What is from a, it could be from a past life. It could be from inner child stuff. It's like, we can go and be there and bring all of that to the surface and heal it and, and be with that energy and do whatever it is that, we discover needs to take place in that time and space. And that's how we heal ourselves. Right. And so I always think the best way to get to this place where we can be healing others or, you know, lifting up the vibration of the world is by doing it in ourselves first. And then it's clear how to do that. So we're lifting our own frequency. And so that's what that looks like on the, on the, like, you know, personal journey of doing that is it's going in and kind of doing this um, almost shamanic type journeying where you're really discovering where are those soul fragments? What has been disowned here? Where have I fragmented? What is still a barrier? Why am I still holding on even though I know I do this thing and I hate that I'm impatient or whatever it is, right? Like, why is that still showing up in my life? And what's it trying to tell me? Or, oh, I have this physical ailment, right? I have this pain or this health condition or whatever. Why is that still around and causing me suffering? Oh, because I haven't really listened to or healed what it is trying to teach me or what the origin point of it is. And so it's so cool. And I think it's just faster, right? Because we can go and be in that energy and then we can manipulate the energy, even if it's in the past. And we might like, cognitively mm-hmm. think like, oh yeah, we can't change that. It already happened. Well, you can, because that wow. is still alive inside of you. And if it's still triggered, then we exist through all time and space, right. In in all versions of us. And so, um, until again, we're made whole. And once, if we can go back and make a part of us whole, well, then we don't have to suffer or struggle with whatever's showing up in the present any longer or in our future. Oh yeah. That's, such a an amazing way to look at it like it's healing on this individual level and I'm also a believer that everything has a consciousness and we are all putting out our own energy and that's contributing to the collective energy like you shared and so doing our own work in this way influences the collective and I will say I think it must have been yeah when everything started in Ukraine I was part of this group healing like energy circle where we all sent this energy it was the first time I was part of something like that but it was really incredible to see that to come from that place like you just shared to not be in a a space of worry disempowerment freaking out anxiety because it's like that's the energy that you're contributing to that and and you can do it in a different way where it's actually going to create healing, create peace. And I love that with the worrying example of like how, because when you're worried and in those states, you can't think clearly for a solution. You you kind of just continue on this state. And I think it's helpful to understand, like you said, time and space don't matter. So I even think of this as like past life um, healing sessions of how that heals your present 
you know, patterns and maybe wounds around things, because if you understand your past life, that's still relevant to you currently. And I know you have so many different trainings in these areas, like you mentioned, the shamanic healing, right? And um, the somatic work and um, and so many others, but I, it just sounds like you you play in all these different areas to tap on these tools to help your clients um, get this insight and resolve it. And uh, that's why I love that you you bring both um, the traditional, like understanding these these systems and these patterns, and then the energetics, I feel like, and the somatic embodiment work actually helps you create the change. Um, because I think you can go to therapy for years and and not actually like integrate it and like bring right. it into your body and right. and right. make those changes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's even that, right? I mean, again, it's blending. And I, I really think that's just, again, how we put our own flavor on anything like we learn, but I don't practice from any one particular discipline. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to switch this flip and I'm going to do this. It's just like becomes who you are. It's kind of like this Tootsie roll of mm-hmm. all those things blended together. And then when you're meeting with particular, you can t- attune to their energy and really, uh, you know, see, okay, well, what's best for them? What do they need? Yeah. And everyone needs something different because we're all unique um, individuals. And so it, um, yeah, I, I think it, it just is uh uh, this, you know, beautiful process that unfolds when we're really like present and attuned and it's, um, knowing, listening, right. To, to the energy that you're receiving from somebody else and what, what is pertinent here, right? Like what, where is the direction or the path that we flow? And that's where, you know, like, I don't really prepare for anything because you just have to be willing to show up and greet the energy and see, um, what is most needed and uh, work with another soul, right. To allow that to unfold very organically. And, and it can be, you know, to your point, I mean, yes, it absolutely can be past lives, but, oh, I know what I started to say was, um, in our, like the field of psychology and so much about just, um, just trauma, understanding that there is so much trauma, right? I mean, big trauma, little trauma, um, but really that lives in the body. And so how do we move that up and out um, and really understanding that we can do that energetically, physically, right? It's great. Like sometimes we really need to physically, um, yeah. you know, align that as well, but how do we move the energy out of that, knowing that there are these psychic imprints that just live in our nervous system and oh. our bodies and that, um, dissolve, not just talking about it and keeping it in our head, like our healing yeah. really has to come from this, um, you know, other place where, where it is that integration of the whole self. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. And otherwise it's like you said, um, earlier in this episode that you just get pulled back into those patterns because the trauma vortex just connects you back into that known imprint. And unless you heal the imprint and create a new, you know, ridge or pattern to follow on, then you just keep repeating the same thing. And it's, it's heartbreaking. Like anyone that's gone through trauma can um, understand that. And so, yeah, I love, 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 love talking about the quantum field and um, energy and how that can really support our healing when we're open to that and playing with it and seeing our impact in the quantum field or the world around us is a reflection a lot of times to our own wholeness, our own self. And so 
I'm really grateful that you have come on the podcast and share this with us. And I'd love to know where can my listener find you online, connect with you um, outside of this? Yeah, well, so my name is Casey Stevens and um, my practice is called Shrink Bigger. Um, so you can find my website is just shrinkbigger.com. Um, and then my Instagram handle, I think that's, you know, where most of my stuff goes is, um, at shrink bigger. And so, um, people are welcome to go there if, if kind of this work resonates and they're curious about this unique blend, happy to, um, see if I can serve people in any way. I um, also have, if people just kind of want to experience again, my vibration and see if it is resonant with theirs, then obviously, you know, perhaps a little bit of that's happened um, on the podcast today, but you can go to my website and enter, you know, I have a little pop-up that will else I'm just send you um, free information, you know, uh, free meditation uh, will be the first thing that comes. And then I send out newsletters here and there just you know, with musings and offerings and little things like that that come. So that's a good way to always connect as well. Um, and so I encourage people can just decide like, hmm, does this resonate? Like, yeah, does the frequency of that? I mean, there's so many, you know, meditations and people that offer this, but it's really, I think the best thing that we can do is really listen, like learn to listen to those um, frequencies inside ourselves and what how does this make me feel? Right. And so everything's going to stand out in a particular way and really on, listen, honor the feelings that you have and, and let them guide you. I love that. I love that. So that will be linked in the show notes. And I'm curious as well, what's the story behind shrink bigger? What does that mean? Well, it's kind of a play on words, but um, I think of it kind of being as more expansive, right? So again, it's kind of a play on, um, you know, this psychology framework that I come from, mm -hmm. right? And then, um, but to me, I think that there's a paradigm that becomes limited in that space. And so it's saying, you know, you can do this work, right? With yeah. this psychology basis, right? But then, um, you know, how do you be expand beyond even that, right? And that's kind of the integration with the integral self, um, with this uh, integral psychology, with the whole you know, shebang, right. Where, um, we're considering the whole person. And so it's just kind of expansiveness itself, um, in this realm of healing and specifically psychological healing. Right. But it really is everything. Yes. I love yeah. that. I love the work that you're doing and it's, yeah, it's very powerful that you're merging these together and bringing in the parts that are most supportive with the psychology and yeah, I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast and it's been so, so lovely connecting with you, Casey. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Thank you for all the work you do in the world and, um, you know, putting this again, I think we all have just that unique purpose. And I love that you are doing it in a really collective kind of expansive broadcasting way. That is definitely part of your, um, yeah. gift and, and what you do around this realm too, which is not a gift that I have. Right. I mean, I just like, to come on and support people like you um and so so thank you for all of that thank you so much i really appreciate it did you know that you can tap into a power greater than yourself as you're going through challenges in life and uncertainty and you can step into these powerful archetypes in order to become a new version of yourself and tap into hidden skills, hidden traits within yourself that will allow you to move through challenges with success. 
And you can do this by tapping into goddess archetypes. And it was Carl Jung's research that was first aware of these archetypes that show up in the feminine consciousness in society. And they still exist to this day. And the book Goddess Within expands on this research to really give you an insight into the goddess archetypes that show up most in modern women today. And goddesses will help you to really embody different parts of yourself that are needed to come to the surface and show you what is in the way of you being able to step into your power. And each one has a specific wound. And that's why we need all of the goddesses to become our whole self. Well, I've created a quiz that will help you learn what your goddess archetype is currently, the one that is most alive within you, as well as the complementary goddess archetype that you need in order to move through this next stage of your life. And this can be very personal to you based on the stage of life that you're at. And just know that the goddess you're strongest in is an insight and you already have her at her strongest power. So it's not about trying to embody these traits more. It just gives you insight into where you are at currently. And the complimentary goddess will help you balance out what skills are needed, what traits and ways of being and energy are needed. And this quiz will really invite you into these six goddess archetypes and tapping into their energy. So with your quiz results, you will get a Pinterest uh, inspiration board, which will have rituals, images, and other symbols to evoke her energy and connect to this goddess. And it'll be so interesting for you to learn your goddess and see how this shows up in your life as well as other goddesses and when they've showed up in your own life, your friend's life, and the other women that you know. So you can take the quiz at goddesstype.com. This is linked in the show notes and you'll receive your results with a long write-up about your goddess type, what strengths she has, and what strengths she needs to embody at this next stage. So you can find that at goddesstype.com, linked in the episode description. Let's get back to our episode. 